Hello ladies and gentlemen, the people that are on YouTube. Thank you uh, for tuning in. This is going to be on Spotify like any of the other episodes. Don't worry about it. Uh, we are going to discuss um, group. Which group is this? Group B. Probably the most uninteresting. Like I genuinely fell asleep. I genuinely fell asleep. I like the story of this group. Uh, you know, looking at Damwon. Maybe some teams are going to lower their expectations over them because they lost against JDG. But honestly, who cares? Who cares? This was a game that didn't matter. And uh, JDG did well. And like, it's not going to lower my opinion of Damwon at all. Whoa, what happened? That was not my intention. Anyhow. A lot of people just lower their opinion of Damwon for some reason. That's silly. Damwon is still looking really, really good. What makes Damwon good? They are the most precise team at the tournament. What does it mean to be precise? It's, uh, you know, making the right decision at the right time. That might sound silly, but you sometimes see very silly mistakes from other top teams that you know and love. And when you're playing at that level in terms of activity, usually when you raise your level of activity, you also uh, diminish your own precision and if we measure teams by this metric precision activity i feel like damwon have found a very very sweet balance g2 last year 2019 they made some silly ass shit happen on the map right they were still really really good but they made silly things happen on the map sometimes they're just oh Wunder is inting. He died on side. All right. You know. That was common. Same thing for Top Esports and JDG. They make some silly, imprecise things happen. Damwon, on the other hand, is very, very precise. And um, Damwon coming out of this group being first seed. I think every first seed wants to avoid JDG. That's what makes this so dangerous. JDG, we're going to see JDG versus Top Esports, or against Genji, or against Top Esports. Wait, did I say Top Esports twice? Sooning. I said Top Esports twice. <laughs> but yes, of course. Genji is not settled and done. Fnatic is, of course, still in the running. LTD is still in the running. But we'll talk about predictions uh, later down the line. Uh, first game of the day, I think uh, Damon heavily outdrafted PSG here. I think PSG had some uh, creative takes. I don't think heavily outdrafted because I think the only issue is just the Tom Kench last. I think the Tom Kench just makes the bard pick uh, way too easy. I think you can even look to pick Bard here. And then I think Tom just makes his composition worse. Like Tom is not good against Orn. It's not good against Echo. They're just picking it for to prevent like a Leona pick. But Bard is open. So so what are you really doing? Like if you're planning to pick Tom, let Pantheon go. And then Pantheon against Tom is a better matchup than Tom against Bard. I thought this was just the biggest blunder. Because otherwise this looks pretty neat. You know, Ash, Kindred Syndra against Orn Graves Jin, the Gangplank, I like it, into Jin, and um, I think just fifth pick uh, was just pretty true. Uh, maybe you can go Braum, maybe you can go Loyona, maybe you can just ban Bard. 
This was, of course, Damon playing Orn. I think um, against Damon, you can't really uh, let yourself. So you can't really let yourself not like you can't ban Orn against Damon. It just doesn't work. You can't ban Orn against some of the best teams at this tournament. Maybe against Toby Esports. I mean, not Toby Esports. Sorry, uh, against JDG that works because their mid laner doesn't play everything. But um, these these are very very common bans against Damon if you don't play any of these. Like Damon is going to pick up free wins on the back of these champions. So these bans are not bad. You can also look to Orn first pick. Right? Orn first pick is definitely an option. But but Damon like everyone has ways to approach this. I'm just going to hide the chat and just remove it. Some of the things I'm reading are really painful to my eyes. So we no longer see the chat. Yeah, I'm going to always give you guys a chance. And then if uh, that chance is blown, we just we just move on for the sake of content. Thank you, Eldon Watson, for the subscription. We move on to the next game. Rogue versus JDG. This was their big break, their big chance. And I think Rogue had a decent draft here. Very, very good draft with a lot of options in terms of level 1 and invasions. But... Uh, JDG managed to snag a couple of dragons, uh, they remained relevant in the game, and Silas didn't get punished in his jungle pathing. I think um, Silas, like the, the strange thing about JDG is the way they're drafting, like shouldn't, like, I don't know if they're just drafting because they want to have these champions as, uh, you know, their champions if they win worlds or something, I, I, I don't know, like they are drafting in such a manner that is for me, quite disrespectful. Like here, they're leaving Orn open. Uh, they're banning Irelia Akali. Like what on earth is uh, Akali Irelia ban? That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, Orn leaves is left open for, of course, Finn. It gets locked in. Silas, which is fine, into Orn. I thought the idea here was that they're going to send Set um, potentially support or something, but this is. Um, Set Silas is a good rotation into Orn in isolation. I just really don't like Silas Jungle. I think Silas Jungle is uh, incredibly greedy and risky. Graves Oriana. So we have the holy trinity of, of teams that are lower level uh, but want to win. Uh, this is uh, uh, the box that we put Orn, uh, Graves and Oriana. In. They, they have the holy trinity of let's try to steal a win from a team that is better than us. And then Echo uh, has a pick into Oriana. But Echo Silas together is not a strong 2v2. Uh, Echo can do fine into Oriana, but Echo Silas 2v2 against Graves Oriana is already tough. And you're picking double AP Assassin against Orn. Like here, Rogue have already good champions into the enemy champions. Especially when you lock in Echo last. So here, Silas into top. Maybe you go, uh, you know, like Lilia is open in all of this. Um, I'm not sure. This is just... Such a strange draft because I really don't believe in Silas Jungle. I think even in this game, there were moments where he should have been punished, but he was allowed to, you know, farm for free and reach AP Jungle item. Silas is the equivalent of, like, Silas is very similar to Kane in the sense that um, he really comes in line when he has AP Jungle item, and before that, he's barely a champion. When he has AP Jungle item, he can begin to clear his jungle properly. And in the two games we've seen Silas, I think, <laughs> Ganavi has gotten away with murder. And then we have a Jin, and then the Camille last into Orn. Okay, it is what it is. 
This game, JDG just managed to snag dragon after dragon, which meant that they could always choose when they wanted to fight. Egosalus Camille is, is tricky to, to fight against if you're individually worse. JDG just showed that they can brute force victories against the worst uh, players, in my opinion. But I thought Rogue, they, it looked hopeful here. It looked hopeful because the draft is honestly really good. They have a lot of invade options. They have, you know, good scaling, good fighting. They have strong lanes across the board. I don't think this is, you know, I think Rogue heavily, heavily won draft here. But JDG had a type of draft that uh, if you're better than the enemy team, you can find opportunities with this because they managed to get Mountain Soul and then the game was just kind of over. Uh, they they just show that they are better. There's not much to, to dwell on here. Some of these games you're going to notice that I don't have that much information. I'm just going to comment on draft because it was, it was tough to stay awake, I have to admit. Tough to stay awake. Usually, I don't run into that problem. It was, um, I don't know if you guys uh, agree, but uh, this was a very boring day of Worlds games. Especially when after PSG beat GDG, that was like, it just killed the whole day. Really, really killed the whole day. Like, I have, I was recording my live reaction of GDG versus Damwon, and it is just pretty much me talking about the draft, talking about the 10 first minutes of the game, and then I kind of felt like it was over because Camille was super, super far ahead. And then there were some decisions that Damon did that I disagreed with, some deci decisions that JDG did that I disagreed with. And then it's just footage of me sleeping. Just footage of me sleeping. And I don't think we need that on the internet. And I understand that these are supposed to be summaries, but I think uh, I'm going to use this... Uh, this summary as um, just uh, me talking about my predictions coming into the next day and also uh, what I believe these teams achieved and uh, didn't achieve like is it good enough or what do we think anyhow Rogue back to back uh, Rogue tried to do some lane swap shenanigans in this one and Damwon just outmaneuvered them and then eventually Rogue lost. I think something that they did well, Rogue, was um, identifying their weaknesses. They didn't try to pretend that Finn is a lane god. They didn't try to pretend that they are going to be individually better. They had some good drafts that followed the line of what Rogue is as a team. And I enjoyed that. I really enjoyed it. Mad Lions did the opposite. I felt like Mad Lions and Rogue could maybe have a, a similar, you know, uh, level at this tournament. But Mad Lions definitely dropped the ball uh, in terms of uh, preparing uh, the players for stage and also uh, in terms of preparation. I know we've uh, gone pretty deep uh, now into the worlds and uh, planes are forgotten, but it's a good parallel to... Uh, to talk about. Trying to remember this game. 
I just remember the lane swap situation and uh, then the rest of it is kind of blurry to me. I think considering the, the group that Rogue was in, I, I don't think anyone really had expectations of them beating GDG or Damwon. I liked PSG's approach too because as Rogue they recognized that they were worse but they tried to shake things up. They really really tried to shake things up. And uh, Kai Wing did some very very interesting things. In the next game here, PSG versus JDG, I think uh, PSG had a very, very clever, um, you know, invade, and then JDG tried to repair, and then there was just uh, three kills on uh, the right side. Grace was way too far behind. Gali was also far, too far behind, and Ezreal Karma uh, is not going to be uh, a lane that is going to, you know, dictate too much. It was a very, very clever level one from PSG. They predicted that the invade is coming with the Graves and the Ezreal and the Karma. Lux Q came out, boom, they got a kill, denied it, and then JGG were like, yo, we're not putting, taking our foot off the gas pedal. We're going to continue to press here. And um, all in all, they invaded again when they probably shouldn't have had, and uh, they fell very, very far behind, beyond repair. And PSG's draft is pretty juicy. Like, I know Kale is, is a good pick into Orn and all, but with how, like, the elemental drakes and the souls definitely make it more difficult for Kale to reach that point where she is, of course, at uh, 16, level 16, and she dominates the game. So that never really happened. The composition here, Kindred against Galio, Graves, is such a strong lock-in here. Uh, Ezreal Karma can do fine into Kindred, but... Kindred gets so much value here, and she was ahead, and uh, I think PSG just had a very, very strong draft. There's very little to complain about here. Just Syndra, Orn, Kindred, Caitlyn, Lux. I think if you load into the Rift with this draft, there is it is tough to find the, exactly the right champions that are going to be super, super good into this. You'd have to have some very very specific champions to do well like this is this is a, a draft that works uh, in a lot of cases very little uh, weaknesses here PSG upset JDG and JDG showed some of their flaws JDG is a high variance team especially in the early game they do some things that are considered coin flippy and then they sometimes never back down. I think JDG's biggest strengths come in their uh, decision making around objectives when it comes to the Rift Herald or the Dragons. If their flips in the early game work and uh, they like to, you know, be the ones in charge of the game, I am. Um, I still think JDG is dangerous. I know people lost a lot of hype for JDG in this, and I think they brought it back in the JDG versus Damwon game. But JDG and best of ones, I keep in mind these are teams that are not so used to best of ones. JDG had games similar to this in, in the LPL. 
And for those asking if JTG cared about this game or not, of course they did. Getting seed one is a very big deal. JTG doesn't want to run into top esports in the first round. There's, there's no way that uh, they didn't care about this. I got someone, some G2 fans gonna say JTG did this because they wanted to avoid G2, but honestly, guys, I can almost assure you that no one is dropping games intentionally. Uh, whether it's G2 for against Suning or JDG against anything else. You have to uh, be smoking some serious kush uh, for that to make sense in your ears. PSG versus Rogue. I think Rogue, you know, they were already out of the tournament. People were, some people were upset about this, but... Uh, PSG just wanted to go out with a bang, and they they get the Exodia draft again, and the Orn and the Graves and, and so forth. And this is uh, you know a very very tryhard draft with the Aphelios and then picking Brom into Trash, which is Brom is okay against Orn, but I disagree that uh, with the notion that Graves is bad into Brom. Irelia on Finn didn't work out. Irelia needs to snowball, needs to get ahead, and. Uh, PSG really try hard at here. I think uh, Tank had a very good uh, day, and uh, River also had a pretty good get day, which is good. I think uh, the redemption arc of, of PSG is very nice because everyone was like Uniboy, 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 and Kong Yu. People were, like upset that they don't get to play, and uh, I think uh, they proved themselves today. Uh, there's this discussion about PSG be, being better than Rogue. I, I don't think you can really draw conclusions over the games that we saw, especially because Rogue, like the game day one, was off of like the back of some best of ones. I mean, not best of ones, but like ganks into the bottom side. I mean, from bottom side into mid. I'm losing my senses. I'm beginning to think if I need to really like reset my mind because I'm. I'm noticing as I'm doing these videos every day that um, I'm losing some of my some of my sharpness, and uh, I don't want to degrade the quality of these summaries or these discussions. I don't even think I should call them summaries at this point because I'm not really talking too much about the games. And today was oof, today was rough for me. I couldn't sleep at all uh, last night. And I feel like that had an effect. Just feel like I need to catch up on some sleep, you know? But uh, since this is a series, I kind of don't want to, you know, let it go. But anyhow, the final game, looking at the draft, it seemed as if Damon were kind of hiding their cards. JDG just picked the same draft that Damon did in the first game. I didn't like this draft because top side, like, like here, I thought 
that they're going to fifth pick Fiora or or Jax. I think that was the only way to bring back some kind of hope into this. But even that, I would favor JDG because Galio, Jax, Graves are lower quality than Lilia, Twisted Fate, Camille. But Damwon, like like here, when you send set top, I think it's like weak side set top, you know? You pick the Kalista and then you pick a support that is good into Misfortune Bard and not Alistar and you play like mid into bottom side game. But instead they tried to contest topside, Camille got a couple of early kills and I think JDG made the mistake of uh, playing for the Infernal and traded side which brought Set back into the game. Set got Herald for, for full top tower and he got Blade of the Ruin King and Camille's kills mattered less. But all in all, JDG stepped up here because it felt like they played with something to, to prove. I know a lot of people are excited about Fiora against Camille, but there are more aspects to the game uh, than just a uh, 1v1 tournament. Fiora is a 1v1 tournament champion and she needs too many pre-existing conditions to succeed, while Camille can create those conditions herself. It really isn't as simple as lookups, win ratios in 1v1s and, uh, you know, Super Server Fiora uh, is going to dominate or something. Camille has a gang set up, she is so strong in fights, her TP matters. Fiora could save this draft to, uh, a little bit. It's just set top and playing into top side, set graves. Galio, I just didn't like it. And JDG showed a lot of fucking... Uh, sk sk I was going to ban someone because... It's really, really smoking kush. All in all, Camille, 3-0. I didn't like the JGD traded side. Jax into Camille isn't as one-sided as people want to make it out to be as well. It's, it's fine for Jax, considering the enemy has Twisted Fate, so he gains a lot of value here. But Jax is good here, or Fiora is good here because of the fact that there's Twisted Fate as well, so you get double value. But even in that case, I would favor Lilia, Twisted Fate, Camille to win. I think Twisted Fate into Galio is good for Twisted Fate. Like I think Twisted Fate edges that out by a little bit. I think um, Twisted Fate has many opportunities to win the game and Galio, if he falls behind, it's no turning back from there. Same thing with Camille. I think Camille has many opportunities to win the game uh, against um, Fiora and Jax. So this, this felt like a draft gap and then with how the early game played out, I think JGG uh, uh, just got ahead. This is one of the games that I wanted to review. But with the story uh, that happened earlier, it is what it is. Um, I don't even know if I should upload this. Feels pretty terrible.
That was a terrible summary. Looking ahead, Fnatic versus TSM, I think Fnatic is favorites. I don't think that um, TSM is going to be doing some crazy recovery. I think they played all their cards and I think that's it. I um, Yeah, it is what it is. Like, I, I don't think TSM is going to get out of this group. Their odds are really stacked against them, even if they get 3-3. Like, they need to win four games straight. And all three teams are better on paper. Like, TSM might play spoiler, maybe get a game when the nerves are off or something like this, maybe 1-5. But if someone told me, Yamaro, you have to put money or you're going to get shots, uh, then I would put money on going 0 6. As uh, sad as that might seem. I think Genji is the best team in this tournament. Not in this tournament, sorry, in this group. Not in this tournament. Oof, sorry. <laughs> best team in this group. Even in the loss against Fnatic, uh, you can see that they are better than Fnatic. As strange as that might sound. That game was so over in the first four or five minutes of the game. And Genji made it competitive. BDD had good control over this game. And um, I just think that the victory that Fnatico had over Genji is not something that they can replicate. They first picked Orn and then the enemy responded with Renekton Nidalee and that was strange. Like, of course, it's going to come down to draft. Draft is going to be very important. And draft might uh, shift my opinion. But BDD really, really did well this game. And... Uh, uh, Clid also did well on the Nidalee, but uh, yeah, life ran it down. He literally ran it down. If you want to have like an in-depth analysis, then I reviewed this game and we actually, you know, went through this. Even the fight where Fnatic ended the game, that was a good opportunity for Genji to actually claw themselves back because two Fnatic members were on Drake. Uh, Fnatic executed the fight super, super well. Like I, I, I think Hillisang is in insane form. Hillisang has crazy, crazy good form, and he has shat on every support in this group. Hillisang's form is incredible. Just Genji's draft didn't uh, allow them to have a good chance in that game. But I think some of the decisions they made were better, and I definitely think that BDD played way better than Nemesis did. But this is something that seems to be, you know, in Fnatic's mentality. So I don't know what to think, you know, in regards to Nemesis and Selfmade 2v2. It just doesn't exist.
Like BDD could do kind of whatever he wanted. He roamed top with Azir, he roamed bot, he roamed everywhere, man, with Azir. They completely uh, annihilated their bottom with the dives and the plays, and that honestly set the game uh, on a downward spiral that they couldn't recover from because they had too much of an early game draft. So that's my opinion on, on that topic. So I think Fnatic uh, will, will, will lose against Genji. Of course, draft matters. I think LGD, same thing. Like if they get a better draft, like we've seen draft being so important in these matches. Just trying to find like LGD when they won against Fnatic. Like I think Fnatic played better than LGD in this game because they managed to get ahead. They got the Herald, they pushed bottom, like they did a lot of good things. Like even in this game, Ilisang smurfed. But the draft, like how do you win with this draft? Like they even won fights somehow. But the enemy is sitting on Orn, Kindred Echo, and you have champions that just can't deal with them. So it was very odd. This draft was terrible, right? But here, I still felt like Fnatic was the better team. And uh, the same thing can be said about Genji versus Fnatic. Like, draft is so, so impactful. And uh, I think teams, the teams are relatively close. Like, I think the teams here are close enough for the draft to make a, a big difference. I think Genji is first, but Fnatic can beat them with a, a slightly better draft. Definitely. LGD are worse than Fnatic, but they can beat Fnatic with a slightly uh, better draft. TSM, I think they are too far behind the other three. And uh, I think maybe, like like even against LGD, they were just player gapped in this, in this game. Heavy player gap. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I don't see where TSM is going to find uh, some some energy again. I, I don't know where the second wind will come from. It, it isn't the same as Team Liquid where they can be like, okay, we just make sure that Code JJ is going to have an impact in the game, tactical and Code JJ, if they're in a winning matchup, they can pressure into mid. There isn't like some clear pathway to victory because I think um, Shie and BDD are really, really good. When it comes to 1v1 laning. And TSM tried to play the drafts that they played over in North America, but it just doesn't seem to work. So how do you manage to uproot everything that you did to get here? And um, and then just, you know, come in with a new plan. It's so, so hard. If TSM win two games, I'll be so impressed. I think if anything, TSM needs to go back to what they did on day one. Because that game against Fnatic was a little bit competitive, right? A little bit competitive. Play a mid 2v2 into topside, go back to that. The evolution of TSM has been very disappointing in the three games that they played. The way they lost to Genji was really depressing. And then the way they lost to LGD was even more depressing.
So I want them to, like, if we want to f create opportunity for TSM in any shape or form, they need to go back to what they did day one. Yeah, that game, like, they played well, and they gave Fnatic their favorite champions, right? In the, in the, in the shape of... Uh, In the shape of Evelyn and Lucian, and TSM did some had some good mo moments, definitely. They definitely had some good moments. LGD, they just don't function too well as a team. They rely on. Lane advantages, they rely on very simple drafts to rally them. LGD, I think, is just ready there to capture whatever Genji and, T and Fnatic is willing to drop. Because I think Fnatic and Genji individually can uh, compete with that. I know LGD has a scoreline of 2-1, and one, but the victory against Fnatic, I feel like, is a bit of a steal. Looking ahead and closing the chapter on Rogue, I think Rogue... Um, they were facing a mountain in the first place. I think they can take pride in that uh, they stuck to their guns and they prepared well. I think they had good preparation, but individually they weren't good enough. I think if anything that stands out to me as a disappointment was Larson's performance, because I was very excited about Larson when it came to you know this tournament, because his performance against Caps, was, which is the last we saw of him, was really good. I think uh, I was hoping that Larson would have uh, a more standout performance. Finn came to terms with his demons and played Orn and GP. That it takes courage too. Not not everyone is willing to do that. I think Hans Sammer and Vander did very very well. I think uh, any form of the the things that were exciting about Rogue came through bot lane, in my opinion. And um, PSG had a very good second day. I think the first day... It, it's such a weird situation for PSG because they don't practice together. They had the whole quarantine situation. They're trying to get through planes. Like it was an awful situation for them. Like What a weird situation. And I think they really, really redeemed themselves on the second day. Tank and River played well. So that's, I'm very happy for them too. In regards to Dam 1, I don't think the stock price of Dam 1 has decreased at all. They are the most precise team at this tournament and they are drafting well. I think uh, JDG is also strong. I think they did some very weird drafts. Very, very weird drafts. Like with the Silas and the Echo Prior. I, I just feel like it's borderline disrespectful. And um, I'm very excited. I, I still believe that JDG is the strongest second seed that is coming into playoffs. 
and um, that one, I think regardless of who they face, considering JDG was in their group, they are going to be happy regardless of who they face, whether it's G2 or DRX. I think they are very, very happy. Suning for me is the best second seed. JDG at two coin flip. I don't know what you're saying, man. Suning is first seed. This is why it's better to not read chat. The people in YouTube know. The people in YouTube know. They are smart. Twitch chat, man. It's a disaster. Anyhow, I think we're going to just end uh, the little summary here. Just a little chat about what to expect for tomorrow. I'm going to make sure to rest. I think that's the goal I need to set for myself. Still got to post this as a reminder, you know, to make sure that uh, I get uh, proper sleep. I appreciate everyone's wishes for well-being, uh, for my well-being. And uh, uh, don't worry. Don't worry at all. You're going to see me on the World's Analyst Desk tomorrow. If you want to watch this, you can catch it on Spotify too, uh, just like always. I don't know what I'm going to continue doing now on stream. Maybe some flex queue. Maybe some flex. I'm going to check what my angel is up to. Uh, let's end the recording there. Bless you and bless your face. I'm going to stick around, guys.